It's prom time, right? Well, back in 1992, I went to prom, and I almost got in a fight. I almost had to throw the dogs. I almost had to drop some chingasos, and I'm going to tell you all about it. Hey, what's up? My name is JC, and this is Life and Times of a Native Son, Season 2, Episode 4, question mark, I'm not sure. Um, yeah, so I hope you had a good week. Um, my week was alright, you know, uh, as good as it can be. Um, didn't really do much. Uh, kids and I went out to eat more than what we did last year, but, uh, that might just be part of our new norm. Um, I don't know, we, um, um, I guess, uh, probably eat out a little bit more than we did, um, four months ago. Uh, so it's Friday, um, when I'm recording this, probably Saturday or after, by the time you're listening to this, having, uh, tonight's drink is a Bud Light Platinum Seltzer. Um, I don't know, I'm not crazy about seltzers, but I was at the liquor store and thought, hey, let's try something different, and that's where we are. Um... Yeah, uh, um, one of the, one of the things that has kind of happened is um, been talking to a lot of uh, a lot of people that I grew up with, and you know, a couple of guys I've had multiple nights of uh, um, three or four hour phone calls, and uh, during those times, it's a lot of laughing. And telling old stories, and a story uh, came up that that I that I had told one of my friends that um, I wasn't friends with at the time, but we were talking about uh, I was telling him about uh, something that happened here at our house, and uh, um, kind of a I don't know if you want to call it like a breakthrough or whatever, but. Um, one of my kids and I had a, a moment when I was going through some old pictures and I was kind of basically dividing them up into different groups and, and I guess different parts of my life and because I'm weird about that kind of stuff so my son was just down here and we were looking at some old pictures and I literally have like six different or 
I don't know, at least six, I think there's, I think there's seven or eight different, um, Ziploc, big Ziploc bags, uh, full of pictures from a certain time in my life, and so, I got all these different bags of, um, you know, of, and there's a bag of, like, my high school years, a bag of, um, my, with kids, um, a bag with my wife's, um, family in it, a bag with my family in it, a bag with just my wife in it, a bag with my kids and my wife together, and our life together, um, but, uh, I, um, a week ago when I was doing that, uh, I came across a picture of my wife and, uh, and one of the girls that stood up in the, in our wedding and, uh, and, um, it, it, uh, I had a total reflection of, of that night and I actually, I remembered a lot from that night and, uh, it was one of those things that, it's one of those nights that, um, you and one other person um, shared a moment that uh, is is special, and so uh, my wife and uh, my roommate's girlfriend, who was my wife's friend, um, they both didn't work, so they went to in Minneapolis, in uptown. That right on the corner there used to be this bar called the Smiling Moose, and for a while it was a really trendy, trendy place to go. Um, and it was in the corner, and it was like a second floor type thing, and bar, restaurant, whatever. And they were going there for supper, <laughs> which uh, my roommate and I both knew was was true in a sense, but they weren't really there for supper. They were more there to have drinks. And so, um, but my, my roommate and I were going to go meet up with them later. And, um, I remember my roommate and I, when we got there, um, my wife and her friend and, you know, my roommate's girlfriend were, uh, in, in, in good spirits, uh, um, from spirits, if you know what I mean, they were, they were feeling pretty good, and so my roommate and I had to kind of catch up, and we did, and I remember there was a lot of laughing, and it was just one of those nights where, you know, everybody's just having a really good time, and, uh, so my roommate, it's time to go, and my roommate and I are like, well, we'll go get the car, and, uh, our plan was not, was not only to get the car, but we were going to stop at, uh, at the time, that little mall that had Smiling Moose in it, it was like a two-story strip mall, indoor strip mall type thing. And on the first floor was like a really big Famous Dave's. And I don't know if they have Famous Dave's where 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 you live or not, but um, Famous Dave's is like this barbecue. It's a barbecue restaurant, basically. But in Minneapolis... They, they had this one famous stage that was a barbecue restaurant that also had like these three stages for bands to play on and um, um, we're, we're walking by and it was like a Tuesday so uh, it was the, the bar that 
that we were at the Smiling Moose wasn't that busy. There wasn't hardly anybody in there. Um, but when we left to go get the car, we're walking and we hear somebody playing like some like old school, like 1930s, Muddy Waters, B.B. King style uh, um, blues. And it sounded good. And we walk by and it's coming from Famous Dave. So we go in there and there's nobody in Famous Dave's except for this one old dude up on stage playing the blues. And if you could imagine what in your head, what you think an old dude would look like playing the blues in the 1930s, like a B.B. King uh, type person, that's what it was like, the full package. He was just jamming and it was basically just him and I and we just sat there and I remember I looked at him and uh I to to my roommate and I said dude this is cool and um and um it was it was awesome we just had this one old school blues guy playing basically playing just for us um and that was cool so that was like the you know the going through the pictures thing that we did that I my son and I did um the other day and I just told him that story too but uh um going through all those old pictures all of these you know one of the things that looking at old pictures does is it, it um refreshes your memory on some of a lot of the uh things that yeah, yeah, hold in the back of your mind, but you don't really think about them too often, and so that was kind of cool. Um, and then the other thing, though, is you know, and I was saying um, last time that I've been like reconnecting with a lot of old buddies, and uh, uh, the other night one of my friends called, and we were just talking or whatever, and uh, I was like. Uh, we started talking about prom for, for some reason. I was like, dude, you know that the 92 prom is on YouTube. And if you want, you can uh, look at, just go to YouTube and search um, Wilmer prom 1992. And you'll be able to pull it. But so we pulled it up. And we like literally like synced it so that we were both watching it, you know, part for part at the same time. Because I was talking to him on the phone, obviously. Um, and, uh, you know, um, I'm on like 14, on the 14 minute mark. If you want to look at this video, Wilmer 1992 prom, 14 minutes and probably... You know, right around there, that that time period, that's where I am on that video. Uh, but it reminded me of what happened that night. And so I went to prom with a, with a girl who was a really good friend of mine. And um, uh, I guess we still kind of talk sometimes, but she was a, just a, a, a good friend. And... Uh, one of the best people that I've ever known, to be honest with you, uh, she was awesome, and she still is awesome, but, uh, um, her and I went to prom, and, uh, prom and where I'm from is kind of a really big deal, and 
it's kind of a big deal for a, a lot of different reasons is it's a big town in the middle of a bunch of small towns so when I was going to school and I don't know if it's still the same way but when I was going to school all of the people from the small towns would come to to the town that I grew up in which was or where I graduated which was Wilmer and um, it was uh, we knew me and my friends knew a lot of people from all, all of these different small towns and so uh, also so prom is it's like uh there's like all there was all this seating and and i think a lot of proms in other towns are this way now but back then it was it wasn't really that way but um it was like when you were going through prom there's like a long line of cars and they announce you they say this is JC and his date, blah blah blah, and they ate at blah blah blah, and they drove up blah blah blah, and then you walk down this big like red carpet area, and there's like I don't know, I don't know, there's like seating on both sides of this walkway, so you're walking down this line, and there's people sitting on both sides of you, like a red carpet Oscars type thing or whatever for what our town. And, um, so I'm go, I go to prom with their, with my friend and, uh, but some of my buddies are like, Hey, let's go for a cruise real quick before the, they called it the grand March before the grand March. And then we'll catch up. And me and my friends went on like a, a little beer, beer run and drank a lot of beer. And then, uh, we just got back in time to do the, the walk where they call your name and you walk down that thing. And our girls were all mad at us because they thought they were going to have to do the walk by themselves. And, uh, but we make it back in time and, um, we go through the line. And if you watch the video, you'd never know that my date was mad at me at the time because she was all smiles and, and, you know, knowing her and probably part of the reason why I was okay with having her mad at me for, Five and a half minutes as I knew that uh, she was that cool and I knew she, eventually it wouldn't take her very long to not be mad at me and so we do the go through the grand march catch up get the girls get back to our cars and everything and, and they're mad at us and then they're okay with it and uh, we go through the walk and then we go into the dance and at the time um I wasn't dating anybody, but I was talking to an ex-girlfriend on the phone a lot. And, um, uh, I, um, basically was talking to her, uh, quite a bit and her boyfriend didn't like it and he wanted to fight me or whatever. And I, you know, the way I was back then, I didn't care. And, um, so I was like, whatever, you know. And, uh, so get inside to the dance and everybody's taking their pictures or whatever. And my ex-girlfriend is there with her new boyfriend who's mad at me and, uh, um, or who wants, I don't think he really wanted to find me cause he probably didn't want the smoke. <laughs> um, but, uh, um, I sounded really tough, didn't I? I, I sound tough. 
but I'm not. Um, or I probably didn't even sound tough. But uh, um, so we're in line to get pictures taken. We had our picture taken, and then I don't know. You have to sign some sheet and give them your name and phone number so that when the pictures are ready they'll call you or, or whatever and I was signing for for my date and while I'm signing for my date some dude comes up behind me and like hockey checks me into the table that I'm signing on and, it, and I remember I was in the middle of uh, writing and he bumped me and the pin moved and, I, and, and it left that little mark that a pin does when you get when you're riding and somebody bumps your hand and it was hard enough that I knew to be pissed when I turned around you know sometimes you get bumped and you can and you you don't get pissed because you feel it felt like the kind of bump that was an accident it didn't feel like no accident and so I turned around and there was this um dude who was much smaller than me who I barely knew but I knew him, and uh, but he was friends with my ex-girlfriend's new current boyfriend, and he bumped me, and I remember I grabbed him with both hands on his tux and pushed him up against the wall, and um, my date had like no, don't or whatever, did something like that, and then the the principal of of the school came over and told that kid he said knock that shit off or whatever and so whatever it was over and it was nothing but uh we I was telling my friend that story and we were trying to remember the dude's name and so I was like well shit let me just ask my date so and he's like yeah yeah ask of course she didn't remember so then I asked my ex-girlfriend she didn't remember nobody could remember this dude's name and so we had to watch the whole video to find the dude and then we find him and I was like oh that's his name and then that reminded me of another thing with that dude um my friend this is years later like probably at least five years later when um I was living in the cities and uh my friend lived in St. Paul and he lived in a house they owned a um, one of the guys owned a house and um, there was four dudes living in the house and two of them were brothers uh, and then two of them were guys that I went to high school with in Wilmer and uh, they were having a party because they always had parties but one of the one of the bro- the roommates that or lived in that, that house that were brothers was an asshole and everybody hated him and there was everybody's like oh god you know always had stories about this guy just being a dick and uh I show up at this party late because it was in St. Paul and we lived in Bloomington and um you never wanted to be to my friend's house too early and you didn't want to be there too late and so my friends and I kind of had this like perfect time to show up at my buddy's house and so we show up and the party's like in full effect it's like a big party and this is like a three story house and there's people fucking everywhere and not, there's people everywhere they're not doing it <laughs> but the, so there's a lot of people there and uh, um, I walk in the house 
and all I see is big um, asshole roommate pointing his finger talking to the dude that hockey checked me at the party and he's like pointing at him and he's like get the fuck out or like get out of here leave you're not you weren't and all you know whatever trying basically trying to kick him out but that brother roommate was such a jerk and at that point in time had such a reputation for being a jerk that I immediately took dude who body checked me side and I was like what's going on here and he's like and the guy who potty checked me, the little guy, said, uh, this guy wants me to leave. And I said, you don't have to leave. And uh, the dick brother roommate says, yeah, he does. And I said, no, he doesn't. He's here with me and Schwab. And that was my friend. So I, I just name dropped and I don't know if I should have, but whatever. It was it was his house. And, um, and he's like, no, he's got to stay, he's got to leave, and I was like, no, he doesn't have to, he can stay here, anyways, so that was it, basically, um, years later, the dude who hockey checked me, and I ended up, uh, having a few drinks together that night, and it was all good in the hood, um, but that was, jeez, that's a good 10, no, my daughter's 19, and that was before I was married, so that's like 20-some years ago. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the rabbit hole that we went down that night, just talking on the phone with uh, with my buddy that it was, we went down the prom of 1992 rabbit hole and ended up in 2005 St. Paul, Minnesota party. Um... But yeah, um, it's good to reconnect with people and uh, be able to share um, stories, which is is kind of really the whole reason I started this podcast is to just to be able to share stories and they might not be interesting to you, but to me, um, they're all like... uh, little parts of my life and my my daughter and I were talking about this the other day because um my youngest is she's actually the one who um was with me when we were going through the pictures and saw the pictures that reminded um me of the smiling moose and we we actually had a pretty good breakthrough that night with her because she's kind of been you know feeling down as she would but uh um and, and I haven't really known how to, like, really approach, um, the, um, emotions of a, you know, a 12-year-old girl who, uh, just lost her, her mom, or a 15-year-old boy who just lost his dad, or, you know, or her, his, his mom, or a 19-year-old girl who just lost her mom you know with the 15 and the 19 year old I feel like um, like they've they're a step ahead of uh, my youngest daughter on uh, their ability to manage all of the different emotions that um, 
that we've been having for the last uh, three months now, three and a half months, I guess. Which, uh, if you're wondering, doesn't feel like three and a half months. It feels more like uh, um, six or seven months at the at the very least. Um, January 13th feels like a really long time ago. And uh, today is the 30th of April, I think. Um, but that feels like a really long time ago. Uh, but... She's my, my youngest, who's 12. Um, she's the one that I, I suppose we've probably had more deeper conversations. And what I found works best, best with her is talking about her mom and uh, sharing stories and things about her mom that she maybe you know, hasn't heard or has heard, but, um, she seems to be more curious about, uh, before any of the kids were born, like when she talks, when she asks me questions, it seems like most of them are more geared towards, um, before we had kids and in the, in my wife and I's early years, so like 96 to 2001. Um, but sharing those stories seems to to give her a, um, a little glimmer and so um, I'll be more than willing to do that any anytime I get a chance if if, if you're a father you can you can understand but for me, it's always been, it has always been the most important thing to me about being a father is um, my kids' happiness and, uh, you know, their moments of joy even on top of that is uh, seeing them smile and... my kids are happy, then I'm happy. If they're not happy, then I'm not happy. Uh, and I guess I'm going to leave it on this. And this is uh, um, one of the things that I've always shared with my kids is just that um, the pursuit of happiness is, is always going to be kind of hard. You know, and that's why, um, to me, those moments of joy are, uh, are, are, are even more special because, uh, you can really see what, see that on somebody's face and, uh, um, all I, that's all I want really now and I mean I suppose it's really all I've, all I've ever wanted is uh, for my kids to be happy and um, you don't have to be a millionaire to be happy but uh, 
that's all I got. You know, um, if there's something out there that makes you happy and it's not hurting anybody, then, uh, then just do it and uh, find your happy place. And that's what we're, you know, in the Kelsey household. That's really, um, you know, what we're looking for is that place of happiness and uh, for our lives to get back to normal. And I think we're getting there. And um, that makes me happy. So uh, that's all I got. Um, And again, um, I just want to thank you for listening and uh thank you for coming along this crazy ride with me um when i started this i i uh uh just wanted to tell stories and i didn't know you know how in-depth i was going to get with it and how deep i was going to get with it um circumstances have kind of forced me to open up a little bit and um share some things with you that uh, I, 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 I I never would have thought I would have had to, to say on here um, or I would have never thought it was going to go there but um, thank you um, for being who you are for listening to me and um, for being a friend um, but that's all I got uh, my name is JC, and this has been Life and Times of a Native Son. Peace. I'm out.